Hi, everyone. Welcome to our webinar. Welcome to Getting to Know Talent LMS. Today, we'll see everything you need to get started with Talent LMS, create, and of course, deliver successful training. Let's get started because we have a lot to talk about. My name is Theo. I am part of the customer education team, and I'll be hosting the session alongside my good colleague, Irini. Hello, everybody. My name is Irini, and I'm a senior customer education specialist, and I'm here with Theo to help you get started with Talent LMS and deliver successful training. Exactly. And you'll hear from Irini a lot more in a moment. But first, let's see a few things. This webinar is recorded and you will receive the recording once the session is over. What we suggest is to share the recording with anybody who wants to see how to get started with Talent LMS and explore the platform. And this is a webinar where we focus on your questions. Feel free to ask your questions. There is a Q&A button in the meeting controls and we welcome you to ask any question you want. And of course, we will do our best to answer the questions during the webinar. Behind the scenes, we have Benjamin, our other trainer, and he will also answer questions on the chat. But our goal is to answer as many questions as possible live. We will take question breaks during the session. And of course, at the end, we will answer more questions. What we'll cover today? Well, lots of things. We'll see how you can create blended courses and share them with your users. And then we'll see how you can configure and organize your account. Of course, training without results is just a set of courses. So you might want to know how to get good data from Talent LMS reports. And we'll show you that. And of course, again, the Q&A is one of the important parts of the webinar. And we would love to hear your questions. And we'll do our best to answer them during the session. So what is Talent LMS? Before we begin, what are we looking at? Talent LMS is an award-winning cloud learning management system. It's very popular among our clients for staff training, so they train their own employees, customers, and partners. And Talent LMS is intuitive, easy to use, fully customizable, so you can really make it your own. But of course, we have a big team of happy customers. 70,000 plus teams find training success with Talent LMS. So if you want to be part of that team, definitely keep watching and stay with us. So if you're ready, and I'm sure Irene is more than ready here in Ben, let's jump into the platform and again, bring your questions throughout uh, the session. So I'm gonna switch my tab here. And what you see right now is the default Talent LMS dashboard. But what I'm gonna do is something different. I'm going to log out and start from scratch. What we want to first show you is how people actually get started with Talent LMS before even they log in. So that is the homepage. The homepage is the landing page when somebody shares their Talent LMS URL. So you get to a fully customizable page where you have banners, videos, text, featured courses, highlighted pieces of content where you can share what you offer in training. And of course, you can have a menu on top. So let's log in but I'm not gonna log in as an admin yet. I'm just gonna start as a learner. So I'm gonna find out here my learner username and log in. When you log in as a learner, the very first thing that you will see is the dashboard of your courses. When the learner logs in, probably they already have assigned courses. We'll talk about how to do it later. And they will be able to find the courses that have been uh, assigned in 
definitely on the dashboard right there. And on top, you can have different types of stats, the courses in progress, the completed courses, training time, badges, points, and of course, that works for gamification. Talent LMS believes in gamification, and we have a robust system where you can engage your users in a more fun training and, of course, promote course adoption. So there you have it. I can click on the points, and I can see my points and more elements on the dashboard. We'll see a preview of that a little bit more. And how do you also get courses if you are not already enrolled in courses? You can go to the course catalog and there you have it. You will be able to see on the right side, the different categories of courses. For example, I'm gonna go for customer service applied. And once you choose the course, you can always select and see more information about it, such as the description, the trailer, if you have one. And of course, at the end of the day, get the course if that's what you're looking for. Don't forget, you can start your course right on the spot or you can go back to the home and the course will be visible on your homepage right there. So this is just a small preview of what the learner can do. But now let me pass the mic to Irini so that way we can take it from scratch and start creating courses. Thank you, Sia. So let me share my screen so we can see together how we can start building our course. Of course, admins and instructors can create courses. Instructors can put content into courses, but I'm sure most of you here are admins. So let's take a step back and see how to start uh, working with a course from the admins dashboard. So all we have to do is click here, add course. And on the next page, we are on the course setting page. The first thing we need to do is give our course a name. And we can also assign it in a category uh, right away. Theo showed us from the course catalog, the different categories that you can create to um, organize your course catalog. So you, we can assign it here. But of course, this is something that you can do later on. In the description box, this is where you can write some information about this course. Uh, what are the benefits or uh, how much time the users will need to complete uh, this course? So I'm just adding some information here. And if I go further down, the course code. By default, the courses are displayed for the learner alphabetically. But if you have a course code, the alphabetical order will happen based on the code and not the name. The course code could be letters, could be numbers, or a combination of both. It's up to you. And then we have the time options. If you have time-sensitive courses, you either add a date that will expire the course, so you can add the date here on the expiration date field, or set the time frame that this course should be completed. And you need to do that from here, from the time limit, and add the amount of days here. In both cases, you end up having expiration dates that will not allow learners to access the courses anymore if they haven't completed those on time. And then we have the certificate. This is where you can add the certificate to the course and learners will take it once they successfully complete the course. And I'm going to select the certificate here. And if repetition is needed, what we can do here, we can set up the certificate duration. So let's go for six months and we get this automation reassign course to user where the system will reassign the course once the certificate expires so the learner can take it again. Once we're done, save and select users. And on the next page, we can add uh, users in our course, either learners 
or instructors. So let's wait to load the page. Okay, here it is. By default, I'm already added in this course since I created. So if I want to, I can add learners like Erwin here, or I can search for admins and instructors. So I'm just gonna search for Theo and add also Theo in this course. Um, the more instructors you add, the better, because you will have more people to help you out with building the course. And that's it with the course setting page and the users. Let's get into the content. So I'm going back into the course tab and click here, go to course content. Uh, our course, the courses are made out of units and the users should complete the units to get to the end of the course and get the certificate we added. The units are added in this area and you can either add them one by one. So this is the list of all the different type of units you can add in a course, or if you have uh, the files already in your computer, what you can do is just drag and drop a file. So what I'm going to do is just drop in a presentation here. It takes a couple of seconds to finalize and the name of the unit is following the name of the file as I have it in my computer. But of course, if I click edit, I can change the title like this. So I will be removing this from the title. Uh, and I'm going to leave on how to complete it with a checkbox. That is a button that the learners will click once they feel ready to move on with uh, the next unit. Um, a couple of seconds to generate the preview. Uh, but we don't need to wait for that. So I'm just going to click Save and View. And on the next page, I have a preview of that presentation. So it's a great opportunity for me to follow up this unit, experience it like the learner will experience it. Um, and then essentially my learners would click complete and they would move on into uh, the next unit. So this is my presentation. As you can see, the learners click complete and move on into the next um, unit. Now, let's see what else we can do. We can also add videos, also another popular unit here. We can still drag and drop or click the add button and add a video from here, but I don't. I want to save us some time from uploading a video. So what I'm gonna use is this functionality, the clone functionality, which will allow me to um, add a video or any type of unit I want from another course in this course. This will basically create a replica of that unit. So I'm just gonna select the course, and the unit, click clone, and there you have it, another uh, video. I'm just gonna click edit because I want to um, change the title a little bit. I want to remove the evidence of cloning. So I'm just gonna remove it like this. And again, we have the same options so how to complete it with a checkbox, with a question, which is basically one question that users need to answer successfully in order to move on, or after a period of time, where you add a time limit here, uh, a timer will be on the bottom of that video counting backwards. And once the timer is off, then the users can move on. Especially with videos, when it's uploaded videos, because you can also uh, upload URL links from the YouTube here. But if you upload your own videos, we have a set of options here like the autoplay, uh, so playback speed options and use a poster image. But if you combine, uh, if you click the after a period of time on how to complete it, we get these two extra options. Synchronize timer with video, which will basically synchronize the time limit with the timer of the video. 
and auto-pause video when changing tab, which will not allow the users to skip this unit. Even if they change tabs to watch something else, or even if they try to move it forward, it's not going to be possible. They need to watch the whole video, and when the timer is over, then they can move on into the next uh, unit. Now let's go back and see what else we can do. Let's evaluate our users. So let's add a test together, a very popular method of evaluating the users. Um, it's an automated test where the users will know right away the results and will have passed the course on the spot or not. Again, it's a unit, so we need to give that a name. I'm just going to name it quiz. And here on the side, we have the different type of questions we can add in our test. I'm just going to go with the multiple choice. And I'm just going to add a simple question here uh, like this. Is it important to take regular breaks? I'm just going to add my answers, yes and no. If you want, you can add more answers here. But always remember to check which is the correct answer. Click Save, and that's it. Your question is now added in the test. And I can keep up adding questions like this. I can combine different type of questions if I want to. And if I also want to save time and have questions from other courses that I can reuse, click here and click Add so you can reuse as many questions as you want. OK, this is a duplicate question, so let me just um, add this one here. If I click that again, I have the list of questions here. I can change the order by clicking here and just drag and drop like this. And I can also add uh, a duration of my test, let's say one minute, change the passing score. And if I want to, I can um, add some more settings about shuffling questions and answers, um, settings about repetition, security, and so on. And of course, if I click Save and View, on the next page, I have a preview of what I have created so you can follow up yourself how this test will look like to the learners. So our test contains two questions and we have one minute to complete it. We're going to start the test and we're going to start adding our answers like this. We have the timer here, as you can see, and the number of questions that we need to answer. So I will submit the test like this and I get my results right away. A couple of seconds to finalize. We're really sorry about uh, the speed. Um, sometimes Wi-Fi is not working like we would like to. Okay, so we've passed the test. We have the score, the date, and the time. Of course, if we had allowed repetitions and we failed the test, we could uh, retake it from here. And that is all about the test. Of course, by clicking the Add button, uh, you can see how many options uh, we also have there for you. It's a good idea to explore and experiment with the rest of the units a bit but you're not alone here. On the chat, you will now see a link for a webinar completely dedicated to creating courses in Talent LMS, where we literally push every single button that there is in the course creation process. So uh, Theo must have added it uh, right away. And now it's time for our first uh, Q&A break. So Theo, do you have any questions for me? Something that we can answer? Yes, absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for bringing your questions forward. And I've marked a few months for now for our first Q&A break. So let's see uh, a question from Tom. Tom is asking, I also am loading questions for each participant to answer after they read our content. I can add only one question for each article, but not four. So is it, I think it's more about the uh, course, the, the unit completion question that uh, Tom is referring to. Can we add more than one there? 
I'm sorry, I was on mute. Uh, are you talking about the units that we are adding in a course or the questions that we can add uh, in a test? Um, when it comes to the test, you can add as many questions as you want, but if you are talking about the questions that we need to add in a unit, uh, meaning this, so let me just go back into unit with a question, it can only be one question. And basically it's not a question that evaluates the user like the test. It's a question that draws the attention to the user if they have mastered the information correctly so they can move on into the next uh, unit. So it's like a prerequisite, let's say, prerequisite question in order for them to feel confident enough to move on into the next unit. And that's why we do not have any sort of reports there. They can only move on as long as they have answered the question correctly. Uh, a workaround that I can think of really quick, if you want to add more questions, um, you can add test units after its training material and maybe also uh, divided in sections. So you can organize the unit list better. If you want to find out more about this, please send us an email, a training team um, uh, at talentlms.com so we can uh, help you out with this and um, also give you more suggestions. I hope this helps. Thank you, Rini. It does. And one more quick one. Uh, Francis is asking, if we have an animated PowerPoint and load this into talent, will the viewing talent also be animated? So what happens with them? Well, if you have an animated uh, PowerPoint, meaning you also have voiceover files and audio files, what you will need to do is upload it from here as a video. Uh, we also have this option, user presentation. So if you want those animated PowerPoint to work, you need to upload it from here. So the audio files will also work and it will be like a slideshow, like a video uh, uploaded to your learners. Perfect. Thank you very much, Irini, for that. So let me just share my screen right now. And let's do something different. Let's talk a little bit about the admin features. So what you're looking at right now is the admin dashboard. Who is the admin? The admin is the one who takes the decisions, the one who pushes the buttons for settings and sets up the account and, of course, views the results. So let's jump right into the account settings. If we click on that, the very first thing that we have to check is, of course, branding. And you can always upload your logo, which will be visible on the very top left all the time. Further down, you select language. And if you go all the way down, like really down, you have the option to use custom user fields. So what are they? Usually on the user profile, you would have their name, their email, password, and information that are not fully customizable. But what if you wanted to have their department, location, manager, job title, if you want? Well, you can create a field. And for example, it can be about their job title. And once you add your field, it can be mandatory, of course, if you want to, visible on reports. That means that on their user profile, they will have the option to fill in that information and provide you with what their job title is. Might be wondering, but why do we care? Well, not only you can collect information that matters to you, but also you can use this information in notifications, in certificates, and of course, in reports. Another thing, let's go to the homepage. This is very briefly a quick overview of the homepage because this is the place where you really have to experiment with it. Remember the homepage being the login page, the one that we saw when we first uh, logged in, basically before we log in? So this is where you can, of course, use it. 
ends, you only have to use the sections below. You don't have to be a designer. You don't have to be a programmer. Just add a banner, upload your banner. Pretty much your marketing team is the one who provides those and just add the section. And then of course, you can always experiment with the rest. Now I'm going to go to another one, which also is very important when it comes to decision-making, especially from the admin users. How do the users access your portal? How do they log in? You have two ways. If you select manually here, which is the default, you as administrators are responsible to add the users in the portal. And yes, with notification, you can share the credentials, but you also have the option to allow them to directly sign up, which means they create their own profile and you don't have to create anything for them. And of course, direct can have different ways of verification, but the most important thing to take away from today's session is that you can either have only control yourself and add the users manually. Of course, you can do a mass import or you can allow them to directly sign up. So that way you don't have to do the work and they create their own profile by themselves. Let's move to themes. And by moving to themes, I am kind of answering a question from Grace that I received as well, which is how far are you able to customize the interface? Can you change the colors, the fonts? Grace, yes, you can. And pretty much everybody can do that along with you. In the themes, you have the option to use the already existing themes, or you can just save as new, give it a name and save. And then once you create your theme, you can start playing around. For example, I can make it bright red and I can do the same for the background and for pretty much anything that you would like on the page. Now, for the fonts, definitely it has to be part of the code. So you can customize the CSS, you can customize the JavaScript. And of course, on the help center here, if you type font, you have the option to see more details about how you can apply your font. But of course, any point you have a question, help center there and contact support, drop a message to the support team and they will be able to help. Let's go to certificates. And with that, I'm also uh, answering Sarah's question. Can we have built-in certificates or do you really have to create your own? We do have built-in certificates. And as you see here, classic, fancy, modern, simple portrait, these are the default ones. But again, you can always customize them. So it works like the themes. You can upload your own background here. And of course, you can save as new, give it a name, and then that will be visible in the dropdown right there. But yes, you can definitely start with the default ones. So you don't really have uh, to start building custom things from the first day. Gamification, what did we talk about before when we were looking at the learner's dashboards? The way that they can gain points, badges, and the way that they can actually make training more fun. Gamification promotes course adoption. The more you take in courses, the better you become in points and the more you climb that ladder of gamification. Gamification is a global set of settings, which means that it's always on and affects the entire account or might be off and nobody plays. You can choose how many points you're going to give. For example, I have doubled the points here that people with a certificate get. So when a course has a certificate and they get the certificate after completing the course, they get 150 points and on top of that 300 points, so 450 pretty much. And then badges, you can choose how the badges will be given. And of course, you can click and start customizing by uploading your badges there. Levels, same thing. You decide how they will up update uh, the level. 
And here is the leaderboard. This is where you can actually choose if they're going to see the levels, the points, and the badges for the other people as well. And of course, at any given point, you can save your settings and you can move into organizing more features of your account. So before we take another question break, I'm going to talk to you about two features which I'm sure will bring lots of questions. So I'm talking about branches and groups. So what is the difference in what they do? Branches are independent training environments that you can create and have specific users have only access to specific contents. Whoever is in a branch can only see what is in their own branch. So think about it like having five talent LMS accounts, but all of them live in your main portal. So you don't have to have five different accounts. For example, let's say that you want to provide customer training or vendor training. So you don't want your vendors to see the same courses as your regular staff. You might have confidential content there. So if I click on vendor and supplier right there, this is my uh, branch from my vendors. You see that on the name, we have the vendor and supplier URL underneath. So whatever name you give to your branch is reflected on its unique link, its unique URL. So now you really understand how different the branch is from your main account. It even has its own link. And then of course you can customize that as well. So you can have its own theme, you can have its own logo, language. Branches are very good for multilingual content as well. And further down, you can have the ways that the users can sign up. They can do it directly so they can sign up on themselves without you having to add them. Or if they already are in your portal, you can always invite them in. Or you can just manually do it. And again, everybody will rely on you to upload them on the system. A couple of other settings that you can always explore update your branch, and then let's go to the homepage. Nothing else to say here. The homepage works exactly like your main portal's homepage. So what the deal is right here, it's a different link that you have to access the branch from. So a different link goes to a different homepage. So you can create a custom homepage for your branches. But users, this is one of the most important things again here. You can always add more users if you want into the branch like this one, for example, or maybe you can remove some if they're not relevant to that branch anymore. And in the courses, you can always add more courses into a branch, but again, you can always remove course from there. So branches available in certain plans, they are dedicated to training environments for specific user, specific courses that only have access to the content in their own branch. And now the conversation goes for groups. What's the difference between branches? So branches is a tool for you to isolate the users in their own training environment. Groups is the tool for you to mass assign courses to people. So we have groups about anything. It can really be whatever you want based on departments like finance, marketing, support, based on training, compliance training, um, safety training, customer service training, complaint training, if you need that. But the point is that you can have groups no matter what the topic is. Think of groups as collections of courses that you will mass assign to people. So if I go and add a group right there, and I'm going to name it new hires, and add the group, and there you will be able now to create bundles of courses for only the new hires. So let's go to groups. Sorry, let's go to courses. We are already in groups. Let's go to courses. And I'm just going to start adding some courses. So I have a couple of courses in my group. 
and then we get to the users. So who's gonna be part of the group? Uh, I can also take myself, but I'm definitely not a new hire here. I've been quite a long time. So I'm just gonna start adding some fresh faces. And now I can go to mass actions and enroll the users in the group courses. Hit that button, enroll. And what you'll see now is that all of those people have just been assigned to all of the seven courses that we have into that group. I hope that helps identify what the different features are doing. But I know that there will be lots and lots of questions. So Irini, I'm ready if you have to bring any on. Yes, I have a couple. The first one is from Nancy. If we're using the direct sign-up method, is it possible to easily move or add the users into different groups so that they are not sitting only in the default group? Yes, Nancy, absolutely. You can move around no matter how they have entered your account. So it doesn't really matter if you have them directly sign up or if you have them uh, manually upload. It doesn't matter. What it matters is that the user is there. And then you choose how you're going to move them. Are you going to go to the branches and move them in the list or in the groups? Or I'm going to show you another way. If you go to the users and let's say we find, uh, for example, uh, Adriel here. I can click on their profile and you can go to the groups and you can add Adriel in whichever groups you feel that they should belong. And you don't have to go to groups to synchronize with courses. You can just click here and you must assign the group courses to that person right away. Same with branches. You can go to the branches section in their profile and as they are part of that branch, maybe they shouldn't. So now we add them into that specific branch. So yes, you can move people even from their own user profile, but of course, from the branches user list and from the group user list that we displayed moments ago. And another quick one from Pam. Is this system able to translate materials to other languages such as Panis? Well, that's a very good question, but to be very fair, would you like an automated translation of your contents? That could be sometimes risky. So no, it doesn't automatically translate the content. You have to upload the contents in whichever language, for example, Spanish you wish. However, if we have a branch in Spanish, for example, and the Espanol here, I'm not gonna try and speak Spanish. I am gonna ruin the language. Here, the language that you see is for the interface of the branch. So the whole UI, the whole um, dashboard, everything will be in Spanish. And trust me, this is translated by our team, our colleagues. So definitely human has done it. But otherwise, you have to upload the course in the related language. So you need to upload just the content and everything else, the interface is translated by us. Thank you, Theo. So I'm going to take the mic from Theo and also share my screen with you uh, because we have more features to show you. So uh, let me share my screen. So we're back into the admins dashboard to check out another feature. And we're talking about the notifications, a feature that will allow admins to save time from communicating with learners. The notifications are basically emails uh, that um, uh, will be sent out when an event will trigger those emails. So it's a great way for the admins to save time from specific communications. So uh, let's see some couple of examples here together. Uh, let's click on this notification. In case you are an admin that is creating the accounts uh, on your user's behalf and you want to save time from sharing the credentials, 
What you can do is select this event on user create, um, select the recipient because we also have a list of recipients depending on the email you want to send out. Uh, in this case, it would be the related user. And here in the body area, you will be writing your email template. The first uh, line is also is always the subject of that email, and then the template will follow. And of course, in order to populate the uh, correct information of those users, we have the smart tags. The green smart tags are the ones that already exist in the system. The blue smart tags are the ones that the custom user fields have created. So if it's necessary, you can also populate those information as well. So in this case, I have written my email. Uh, I have set up the event, who the recipient would be, a name for that notification. This is for the admins to identify what this notification is about. I will click update notification in this case, but in your case, you would click add notification. And now every time I'm adding a user in the system, they will be receiving this email and the smart text will populate their own unique information. However, the notifications, um, you could use the same event with different recipients and total different messages. So if I go back into the list of notifications, I have another example to show you. User creation, but this notification will be sent out to admins. So again, I have selected the same event. So let's wait for the page to find. Okay, here it is. So we have the same event, a different title because it's going to be a different notification here and a different recipient because this notification will be sent out to the admins of the system, not define them about new account creations. So this is a different email, different smart tags because we uh, need to populate certain information update notification, and that's it. So for the same event, you can have different notifications and notify people depending on the role they have. And talking about roles, how do we know what its user is responsible for so we can notify them accordingly? Well, we can see the roles uh, of its user uh, from the list of users. If only we click the user tab, that's okay. So from here, we can see the list of all the users we have in the system. And there is a column that uh, will show which is the user type. User types is basically the role each user has in the system. So if you want to change that at some point, if you click on a user, the user type field is here. And in the drop down menu, you will find the default user types that we have in the system and any additional user types you have created based on your company's needs. Um, but how do we create those additional user types? Well, let's go back together to the admin's dashboard. And this time we will click the user types and more specifically, add user type. So from here, we have the different type of permissions for admins, instructors, learners, and the general permissions. Um, and of course, um, we will give our not our user type a name, the default role, click save. And if you expand the nest, you can even be more specific with the roles you want to assign, with the permissions you want to assign. So this is how you can create additional user types. Of course, you can always, um, you can always um, uh, adjust the existing user types, uh, the permissions of the existing user types, and there's not any limit on how many user types you can create. Um, but, Okay, we've seen how we can assign the users, uh, the user types to the people, but 
at the end of the day, how do we add uh, user, how do we add the people in the system? Which um, will answer the question from Francis, uh, how do we mass import learners into the system? Well, if you don't want to go with a traditional method and add them one by one by clicking here, add users, which in case you have a very large database, um, it will not be that efficient and you want to do it with one take, let's say, you can take advantage of the import functionality that we have here. So if we click on the import functionality, from here we can import in general data in the system and mass. Those data could be categories, could be courses, could be branches, could be groups, and users as well. And a quick way to do that is to download the sample Excel file from here, which will look like this. These are the columns of the required attributes we need to have in order to create the users of counts. Of course, if you want to also import additional information like the user types, I have added an extra column here, or even some of your custom user fields, you can definitely do that. Filling the lines, each line is a user. And once you're done, drag and drop uh, your Excel file here and there, click import. And there you have it. This is how you can save time from importing uh, users into the system. Now, we're really close to another Q&A break. And I will go get some questions for you, Theo. So prepare yourself. In the meantime, can you please talk to us a little bit of the reports until I give you the questions? Yes, and make sure to bring the tough ones. So let me just share my screen once again. And here we go. I hope you can see it. So let's talk about reports. Uh, who can see reports? Well, learners can see their own reports. Instructors can see reports about their courses. And admins pretty much can see everything. So today we're going to talk a bit from the admins side about reports. And I assume just mostly because you here have created your portals that you probably are admins. So let's see how we can access reports. So from the admin dashboards, let's click on reports right there. And what you will pretty much see is a lot of them. So you will see reports about users, about courses, about branches, groups, uh, tests, surveys, assignments, you name it pretty much, you'll see it. So in this case, you can always click on certain reports. For example, let's say the course report right there. And you will start getting an overview on top and then choose which course you want to explore uh, further. So once my page here loads, you'll see that on the top we have the collection of courses, the assigned learners completed in progress, and of course the overall training time. But if I want to choose, for example, this one, let's say five tips for securing a sale. Now we can really drill down into the statistics of completion and performance of the people in that specific report. So what we're looking at right now is a page that is about to be loaded. There we have it. Don't worry that you see everything here being blank. This is a test account. So none of my users are real. So there's no real progress. But the idea here is that you will be able to always go through and see statistics about uh, how many course completions you have, how many assigned learners, learners in progress, and more. You can always go to the users and you can see the statistics of all of your users and you even expand the page and see more. And I'm going to show you a very quick tip here. If I click on the progress on the title or any title right there, you'll see them from the completed to the list completed. Or if I click it again, you'll see 
the ones that have not done anything and go all the way down to those that have. But also you can see the certificate, you can preview, you can download it. And of course you can see the rest of the information about what the score is, completion dates, and of course, more information again that a real user would provide. Let's go back to the overview and I'm gonna show you something that exists in every single report that you see in Talent LMS. You see this little button there, the green button? You can always click and download and export the course reports in Excel. And you can always click on the drop down there and you can schedule. The export and the schedule feature is available in every single report that you see in Talent LMS. So what scheduling does? Well, it saves you time, pretty much just that. You can always choose when you will schedule the report to be sent to you or to other recipients if they need to take it. For example, let's say that every single Friday we want to receive the report for that specific course. I'm going to slide back to one, so that's going to be every one week. I'm going to pick Friday. You can even do the weekends, pick Sunday, so you have it on your desk Monday morning, because again, it's automated, nobody will do overtime. So you select Friday, and then if you click Schedule, you will receive that report every single week on Friday in the email address you've declared here. But that's not only that. You can always choose custom recipients. So you can type here the email addresses of the people who need to get the report as well. That being stakeholders, supervisors, managers, your colleagues, anybody, they don't even need to be part of your account in Talent LMS. Just type their email addresses, separate with the space. And if you also want to receive that report along with those people, add your own email address as well. Everybody here will be business seed, so there's no dodgy business there. Everybody will just get their own individual email address, uh, email in their address. So schedule and then pretty much forget about it. It will run always unless, of course, you change your mind. This is something that is available in every single report. And you would be able to just see it even from the training overview. Just download again and schedule. One report I'm going to show you here. Let's go all the way down to custom report. This is available in the plus premium and enterprise plans. And if you're thinking about which plan would be good for you, custom reports is a feature that definitely you need to invest in. So what do we do here? We are building the report that we will get. So it's like a do-it-yourself report. I can add a new one or I can go and edit an existing one. So here you have the option to work with the rules that you want. So I have here people that have the user type learner. So I only wanna see learners, no admins, no instructors. And at the same time, I want those learners to belong to a group, for example, marketing or not belong to a group. So you can also have reverse rules. And I want those people to not have logged in for a period of time within the last 60 days. So you see, you're building up the data. So you have data that's at the same time, the learners and they belong to the group and they haven't logged in for 60 days. So pretty much you're gonna find those that need a little bit of reminder to get the training. In the outputs, you pick and choose what you want to display out of the data. And I'm just gonna update the report. And here we go. So this is my custom reports with all of my people. Again, export. Schedule goes without saying, I said it's in all of the reports. And then another feature, extra one, just for custom reports. This is a mass actions feature. You can engage at the same time with all of those users. Do you wanna send them a message? Just a little reminder. Yeah, why not? 
subject line, body, attachment, if you want to send them a file. And that will be sent to them in two ways. Number one, as an inbox item here, but then you'll say, you showed us people that haven't logged in. How are they going to magically log in and see the inbox? Absolutely not. What you send them as a message also is sent as a copy of that message in their email address. So pretty much nobody can tell you I didn't read my emails. Or you can add them to groups, to branches, remove them, and of course, do more mass actions. So this is just a teaser for reports. And why I'm just giving you a teaser and not keep telling you more? Because on September 21st, we have a webinar dedicated just for reports. So on the chat right now, I have posted the registration form and we invite you to register for that webinar. It's called Dive Into Data with Talent LMS and you will see every single button that we can press on reports. And you'll see reports from the eyes of a learner, reports from the eyes of instructor, and of course, everything that we didn't cover, and it's a lot, uh, from the administrator's side. I hope that helps. And then, Irene, what do you have for me? So we have a question coming from Lucina. To turn off gamification in one branch, is it better to amend the user permission of the learner or go into account and settings? Okay, that's a great question. And I'm going to give you the quick and easy answer. Go to the user types and create a user type which will be applied to the branch. For example, let's say uh, branch learner, you can call it this way. And what you need to do, I'm just clicking on learner, but you can give it another name. What you need to do is untick gamification from the permissions, save, and that's what you have. Now, anybody who has that user type, obviously the people in the branch will not have access to gamification. If you do it from the settings, remember what we do? You will turn it off from the settings for the entire account, all branches and your main portal. Because gamification is part of global settings, so Everybody plays or they don't play. But the workaround I show you with the user types, yes, that will only eliminate gamification for the people who have that user type, AKA in the branch. Thank you, Theo. Uh, there is a question coming from Francis that I would like to um, answer. With the plus subscription, can I get auto reports that email me course completion status each week? So I'm gonna share my screen uh, really quick. Okay, and uh, I think that Theo already mentioned that, but um, I'm just uh, gonna uh, help you out with that. Yes, we have the option to um, set up um, reports to be sent out automatically to your email on uh, specific intervals. So if we access the reports as administrators, right next to the export button, you will find uh, a little arrow, so until yeah, here it is. And this arrow will give you the schedule functionality. So if you click the schedule functionality here, you can set up the frequency. It could be weekly, it could be monthly. Uh, you can set up the date, click schedule, and there you have it. So if there are specific reports that you want to follow up uh, frequently, uh, you can definitely do that with the schedule functionality. I hope this will help. And now I'm going back to Theo to give him another question. Uh, coming from Norma, does the platform have an impersonation mode so you can mimic what a user view is? 
Yes, absolutely. And that is one of the most useful features for an administrator to just test the permissions and just see what somebody would uh, see. So let me share my screen right there. And I hope you can see. And what we'll do is just go to users and find the user. Let's see who we're going to find. Uh, yep, there we have it. For example, let's get um, Alexander here. You can hover and you see that we have this little button there. So if I hover again, it comes up. So click and that will allow you to log in as that person. So now you see what Alexander can see, but at the same time, if you take any action, for example, if you start this course and complete it, that will be registered under Alexander's name and that will be done on their behalf. So it's important to be able to see and view and test the permissions, but any actions you get, they are registered and done and visibly shown under that person's name. So we gotta be careful, but definitely something that uh, you can do. Thank you, Theo. Now, another question for you from an anonymous attendee. Is there a limited viewing access that could be given to clients to view reports, or would we have to give them administrator access, administration access? That's a very good question. And again, I'm going to play a little bit with the user permissions. So uh, let's look at it together. So you want to have limited viewing reports without them being admins. So if we go to user types, let's say, that you want to create a user type which will be called just assistant, right? So let's call it here assistant. You can either give them admin access but limit which reports they will see. For example, if I uh, expand this block a little bit, you can see that I can give them maybe only on user and courses but not on custom reports. So they don't have the option to search whatever they want. Or I can just give them uh, in, let's say, surveys and assignments and maybe tests, but again, nothing else. This is one way of doing that. The other way of doing that would be to use the instructor permission, provided though that you would only be able to give them access to the reports that they correspond to courses they have uh, created. So the point here is that you don't give them any admin permissions. So you untick everything and you can just collapse that. And then as an instructor, since they will be instructors, you can just give them access to specific reports. For example, let's say just uh, test, for example, so they can only see tests and nothing else, or maybe courses, tests, assignments, and ILTs, that's live sessions, but not the surveys because you might have surveys that you have set up in place, like did you like the training, was it easy to understand, et cetera, but you want to provide that feedback to them on your behalf instead of them just looking at what people have said about them. So either as instructor or as admin, you can pick and choose which reports they will be able to see. Instructors can see only reports about their courses. Admins can see reports about everybody, again, provided that you have restricted the permissions. And I think, Irini, there is another question for you. But before I answer that, I just want to very briefly answer a question that I remember was there, but I'm not sure that we answered, so I don't want to leave you hanging. Uh, I don't remember your name. I'm so sorry about it. But somebody asked whether the learner list is displayed only by name or if we can display it somewhere else. And yes, if you go to account settings, and especially you go to users right there, uh, you have the option to go for the visible user format, 
And here you can choose how you want your users to be displayed. For example, if I choose username, uh, you'll see, and if I save it, for example, you'll see here only my username, or uh, if you go just in any other combinations. Again, sorry for uh, not remembering exactly the question of your name, but in my mind, that was the answer. So I hope that helps. Irini, final one for you from Norma. Does the platform, oh yeah, sorry, we just replied that. So I think we're going too fast sometimes with the questions, but there's one final question for you. Uh, is there any notification that can be triggered for very specific courses? Can we filter a notification for courses? Yes, definitely we can. So let me share my screen so we can see that together. Uh, so again, as admins, let's click add notification this time. And let's see on the event, if you type course, you will get all the notifications related with the courses. We have notifications about course assignment, course self-assignment, X hours after course acquisition, course completion, and so on. So if I select on course assignment, and of course, select the recipient, which would be the related user. Right here, we have a filter option. So if I click on that, this is where I can add the courses that I want this notification to be triggered for. So if you don't want to spam your uh, learners for with notifications for its course assignment, for example, here, what you can do is simply select uh, the courses and this notification will be triggered if only um, a course assignment um, happens for the courses that you have listed here. Of course, we have more notifications like uh, X hours after course acquisition, where you can also define the hours here. And if you want to, you can make this notification uh, recurring. So if you click here, you can set up when this notification will be repeated and when it will be ended. So you will um, remind um, your learners and automate this uh, daily task, let's say, this day, this uh, communication um, about the courses that they have been uh, assigned to in order for them to complete them. Uh, if you want to find out more information about uh, notifications related to courses, or if you want further details on this one, if you're interested in this one, please send us an email at trainingteam, talentlms.com, and we will get back to you. Thank you, Rini. And a very, very brief one before we move forward. I'm going to share my screen right here. And that is a question that somebody just popped up. Again, somebody who is anonymous. Uh, what are the integrations that we have? So I'm going to very quickly go through the account and settings here. And if I click on that, we'll see together the integrations pretty much. So moving further in the basic settings page, you will see the option to have different conference tools. So you can create in Talent LMS live training. So you can have in-person meetings as well. And you can choose which integrations to have. You can use the integrated video conference, which is the free version of Big Blue Button pretty much. And you can just set up a live session without any other, um, any other setup of your end. But also you can integrate your own Zoom, your own Teams, go to meeting webinar training and of course your paid version of big blue button if you have an account with them so yes you have lots of conference integrations you also have bamboo hr integration which is built in so that's a native integration and you can always integrate with i'm not going to say pretty much anything because i also want to be 100 percent sure that there is always 
something that might not be uh, possible to integrate, but using the API, you can integrate with most of the software there. And of course, with your own website. So you have the option to click and download the documentation there. And of course, alongside with your development team, you can set up the integration using the uh, API of your TimeDLMS. So lots of integrations, but again, if you have any specific questions about integrations, send us an email, trainingteam at talentlms.com. Ben, if you can, please put it in the chat and you will be able to just give us a bit more info and we will get back to you. Now, one more thing before we go. I just want to show you something different. Uh, what if you don't want to start creating your courses right now, but you want to have an inventory of courses that you would be using right from the box? And then, of course, you can create your own courses. And of course, I'm talking about Talent Library. So Talent Library is a library that has been curated by Talent LMS of ready-to-use animated courses. And it's a lot of fun training pretty much there. With Talent Library, you can get courses that cover soft skills and hard skills as well. Basically transferable skills, they are needed in every, every modern workplace. Specific sectors, technology, and of course, computer skills. And Talent Library gets enhanced with new courses every single quarter. So you right now have a library of more than 700 courses and we keep adding more and more. And they are available with just one subscription of Talent Library. So you add Talent Library to your plan as your subscription, and there you will be able to have access to the existing Talent Library courses. And of course, with the same subscription, you don't have to do anything else, you will have access to the upcoming courses and to the courses that we add every single course quarter, four times per year. I know that you wouldn't just go out of the checkout route, so you can have a trial. If you would like to see Talent Library, definitely send us an email. That's again, trainingteam at talentlms.com. And that can give you a 14-day trial. In fact, we will put you in an account as a learner where you can explore all the courses. So that way you can see for your own eyes exactly what Talent Library is in the same way that your learners would be able to see that as well. And yes, I can see a question from Francis. Ben is already answering. Uh, you can add it on the plus subscription pretty much. So thank you so much for joining. And there is a survey uh, on the chat right now. So uh, let's see. Yep, there we go. So there's a survey in the chat. Feel free to let us know your feedback. And we would love to hear from you because we want to make sure that we create webinars that you would like to watch. Thank you, Rini, for being part of the session. Thank you, Theo and Ben, and thank you all for joining today with us. And of course, if you would like to see more sessions, past sessions and upcoming sessions, talentlms.com forward slash webinars, and this is where you will find us. Thank you very much, everybody. Happy training and see you next time. Take care.